Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us a very special episode with two very extraordinary guests. Dr. J.J. Hertog and his wife, Dr. Desiree Hertog. They're the founders of the Academy for Future Science. Dr. J.J. Hertog is actually the author of the bestseller, Book of Knowledge, The Keys of Enoch, and the Pista Sophia. Y'all have heard me talk about that a lot lately. Well, he and his wife co-wrote that book together, among many other books they have wrote together and also by themselves and with other authors they have a library of books that they have wrote and they have also produced many films and music providing an in-depth look at science and the experience of consciousness development. We are so honored to have them join us today and I'm just going to let them both introduce themselves. I'm Dr. J.J. Hertog, social scientist, futurist, and specialist in spiritual ideas. And my wife, Dr. Desiree Hertog, is joining me as we're going to look at the dynamics of the soul. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, Sense of Soul, we got to have the both of you guys on to talk about it since you guys have done so much work on over-self and the consciousness. And this has been, you know, a big part of you guys' life and experiences. And we can't wait to find out more about that. We're excited to be here. And yes, we've been developing a cosmology as well as a way of meditation with sacred names to help really elevate the soul, as you said. And we do believe that people are changing right now, that the veils between our physical matter and we'll say the fifth dimension is changing and there's ways to reconnect. We are also scientists who have worked with scholars throughout the world who recognize that we need to know more about the spiritual dimensions of consciousness. What the ancients called the CK, the Greek word for the inner psychic side of the mind. And we've been privileged to publish a book called Mind Dynamics in Space and Time with Dr. Elizabeth Rauscher from Stanford Research Institute here in California, which explores the power of the mind for distant healing, distant communication, remote viewing of distant objects. So the whole dynamic of all of this research for the last 30 years has been, we are multidimensional beings who are discovering that we are also spiritual beings in human form. So those of you who are interested, be aware that we have this wonderful book called The Over-Self Awakening, a guide for the schoolhouse of the soul, which is 72 chapters illustrated of how we must begin to think in pictures, in technicolor, using sacred geometry, if we are going to recapture that higher dimension of consciousness that links all us together. Mind to mind, heart to heart, unity of the spiritual, which is one side of our brain, with the scientific and the pragmatic, which is the other side of the brain. Oh my gosh, so much juicy stuff to talk about. I have to be honest, I went down a million rabbit holes last night, just researching so many things that you guys have been part of. And then on top of it, I ended the night with doing some of your meditations with my youngest daughter, and I slept so good. (laughs) Well, thank you. We also have presented papers to the Parliament of World Religions, which brings together the top philosophers, psychologists, spiritual leaders, and people of all religious backgrounds, because our message is one of unity. We live in a world of vast change, and we must go beyond negativity to realize why we have this gift of the soul. We would call it the higher state of consciousness. In the ancient Hebrews called neshama, 
the power of the mind to link into physical reality, but also go into consciousness reality that has no dimensions of limitation. And I know you guys talk about chakra as well. We say in addition to the seven chakras, and you probably also agree with this, there's additional chakras. And it's mentioned in our book, Over Self-Awakening, of what those eighth, ninth, tenth, all the way to 14 chakras are all about. Because we feel we have a physical body, but we're only temporarily really experiencing this physical body. But it's very important. I want to emphasize this at the very beginning. It's very important that we are here now. Look at what's happening on the planet. No matter when you're listening to this, it's amazing. And much of the media is so much on the negative side. It's a culture of death as opposed to a culture of life. And so the whole idea of rediscovery of oneself is to realize the dynamics of consciousness. And we believe that you're constantly in touch if you want to be, and that's the key. If you want to be with this, your higher self, which knows so much. Dr. Hertag just mentioned our work with remote viewing. Well, our associate Russell Targ has also looked at precognition and knowing things in advance of the present. Well, how does that really work? Well, because the higher self is aware of past, present, and future. It's a little bit more than our conscious mind on this planet can know. So it's important to really get into your higher consciousness field. And you do that in part by meditation. Also, you have to activate that part of the mind that's asleep. And words are not going to do it. You need mental pictures. And so we're Mm -hmm. trained here in Western society to simply learn through books and what people call the scientific side, which is the left side of the brain. What is missing is the right side which is the feminine side, the spiritual side, the musical side that allows us to understand that we are essentially beings that are all interconnected. And this interconnection, of course, is necessary as we face the world, the challenges, and understand that possibly a whole new chapter of life is about to occur. What you're speaking to is exactly what I've been experiencing. And through many synchronicities and premonitions, I've come to find the both of you and a lot of your work was validating what I had been receiving. And through my journey, I really had a hard time dropping a lot of those traditional conditioned thoughts and principles and belief systems that I had. And as I did that and opened myself up, right, connecting to that higher consciousness, I started to receive so many things, but none of it made sense to me because it had never been taught to me. It was so unfamiliar to me. It was like putting together pieces of a puzzle. And there was little doubt that it could have been coincidence. And that's how I actually was led to you guys. I mean, and I've had very little people to talk to about the things I've received is hilarious. I have to tell you, as we had on Bridget Sinclair, and she teaches um, the keys as well as Pista Sophia. And we had her on to talk about her new book, The Red Dress. Amazing woman. And when I went back to edit her episode, I thought she was saying the priestess of fear. And so I was searching for the book, The Priestess of Fear, and I could not find it, but because of her accent. And I <laughs> I told her I've had a conversation with her since and said, I, you had me searching for the priestess of fear for like a good two weeks. And once I landed my hands on some of your books that you've written, I was like, holy shit, how the hell can I have been receiving this stuff? Do you feel that this is happening like globally? 
Definitely. Absolutely. In fact, the synchronicities are what's really increasing in people's lives. And that's amazing. I mean, it's a people who you couldn't have arranged it even better than what the synchronicities that the cosmos is arranging for you is taking place. And I have to say that, you know, we're a little bit of the older generation where people used to read and study and then, you know, they would try to have experiences. But I would say you're a little bit of the next generation. And that's where people are having experiences and then going to the books to say, where can I find what's going on to validate what I've experienced? And so that's what's really happening now. We understand that. The Pisces Sophia, by the way, is a 2000 year old ancient text from Egypt. Coptic. But- uh, Christian text. So it was talking about uh, Jesus after his ascension. In fact, the first words of the book is uh, 11 years after the ascension. This is what he was coming back and talking to his disciples about. And what's interesting about it is it talks about other realms. And also his female disciples. Right. Mary Magdalene's very much included in that, as well as Martha and others. So this is a very, very heavy textbook. And as scholars, uh, we had the linguistic or language skills to translate from the ancient Greek and Coptic language, the lost teachings of Jesus, which is tremendous in terms of his ability to teach through both male and female disciples on the questions in psychology of life. And this is a book we highly recommend. It uh, is available in many languages worldwide, but we had the opportunity some 30 years ago to retranslate it page by page. Well, we gave commentary to it because, you know, a lot of these things, like you said, well, the Catholic church, you know, we believe all religions, East and West, have some semblance of the understanding of other realities. It's just not been understood by the way they've taught it now. And we often go back, you know, things are happening in the world right now, and maybe even in in your personal life, to use the name of Michael, the archangel for protection. I mean, those energies are there, but bringing it into a present reality of quantum physics, you know, if you call upon Michael, you're not having Michael like come from where he is walking down and seeing you and shaking your hand or anything like that. He is part of the non-local awareness field. And so he can do 10,000 things simultaneously. If you just call upon him, that energy goes to his consciousness or the consciousness field of higher divine protection, which would be like who Michael is. And then that energy field can come over you as well as the whole planet. So we use in our meditations, you know, calling upon these higher beings, which exist in other realities. We've just been so caught off. We call that the speaking snake that says it's only here. And when we start opening ourselves up to the fact that, well, we have a higher self, that in the higher worlds, if I went to the fifth or the eighth or even the 24 dimensions, it's not just me going into like infinity. It's millions and myriads of beings that are up there as well that are kind of watching us, helping us, doing all those things. Now, they're not all great in the local dimensions. To me, it's like the planet, right? Well, we would call them the cosmic others. In scientific language, these are beings that we would now call the extraterrestrials or the ultra-terrestrials. Two different things, actually. Beings that come from a higher dimension beyond the physical. So what we're saying in a nice way, pistis, Sophia means in the ancient Greek, pistis means faith. Sophia means wisdom in the feminine sense. The two together, we no longer have blind faith, but we have faith that can see and understand in terms of a new psychology, a new sociology, 
a new cosmology that we're not alone in the universe and the Christ yeah. nature which awakens our soul to do more and see more and experience the miracles of life. Yeah, this has been a totally new awakening. I feel like I've gone through different awakenings. One of just awakening to the fact that I had a witness or a higher self. Then it was like I awakened to my ancestors and that was a whole thing. And then now I'm awakening to what you're saying is the over self and connecting with those ultra terrestrials, which I definitely want to know the difference between ultra terrestrial and extraterrestrial. Right. So the extraterrestrials are really those not that different from us. Maybe they have better technology. Some of them work in the fifth and the third dimension. So they have different perceptions. Uh, but most of them, you know, require kind of flying saucers or things like that to fly around. And that's just people and beings who live in these other realities. They don't some of them look like us, which is really the more shocking reality. Some of them don't look like us at all. But and then there's the ultra-terrestrials. Who are these, Desiree? Right. Well, the ultra-terrestrials really are these kind of angelic forms that are mostly in light energy bodies. And when they come, and they can come to you, but again, they don't come like exclusively to you. They're doing a million things at the same time. They come in a flash of light. That's how their mind works. They It changes your reality. You, you not only get information, the ancients called it the mystery. You get information about, you know, why you're here, what's happening on the planet, whatever you need for your own consciousness. Awakening. So they'll be in the higher dimensions, like the sixth, seventh and eighth dimension. Now, let me say this. We've worked with Harvard uh, psychologist John Mack, and he has done many film studies and he's worldwide respected for his work with students who have had these higher experiences in their dreams and what we will call out-of-the-body experiences. So we have accumulated a lot of good scientific information that proves what the ancient mystics understood, that everyone has a soul, whether we, we wake up that soul and use it for healing people, for teaching people, and for bringing about human unity, of course, comes to our free will, or what some will call our opportunity to be a light as opposed to be a negative entity in physical form. We have had the opportunity to know some of the astronauts like Gordon Cooper, astronaut wow. Ed Mitchell, who've yeah. been in outer space, who prayed in outer space and said they had experiences of seeing spaceships of light. They couldn't talk about this because they were under an oath of secrecy with NASA authorities. But we did a book together with Gordy Cooper, astronaut Gordy Cooper back in the 1990s. Right, the author was Sidney Sheldon. Famous American novelist who wrote Dude. perhaps about 20 bestsellers and the book with, with Gordon Cooper was entitled Doomsday Conspiracy. It's an interesting buzzword, but he said, we have to get beyond the negativity and the fact that we have doom or negativity on the horizon. We have to realize we have a bright horizon, that we are souls in human form in the physical third dimension, and that we have an opportunity to use the gifts of freedom and understanding to perhaps prepare the humans to graduate to other dimensions of universal intelligence. But I always want to say it's so important right now, as I was saying about the world changing, that once we connect with our higher self or the divine consciousness, the Godhead, whatever you want to see it and whatever you're in touch with, because like you said, there's various layers and people sometimes stay at certain ones that they feel more comfortable about. But we can bring in the help, the positive energy. And we've done things with like, we call them prayers for peace or sending energy to certain locations. 
you can literally, especially if you do it collectively, shift like the course of hurricanes and storms. You can mitigate bringing peace and, and positive energy. It may not change overnight. There's a certainly a course of reality that others on this planet want to also manifest. But if we weren't here, if we weren't bringing in that information, it would shift the balance, I could say. So it's important right now, this is a key time while we're here to keep the balance and maybe even shift that balance, we'll say to peace, not war, to we'll say environmental positive uh, changes, sustainability and greater life to you know the fossil fuel. So everything is this dichotomy and the Buddhists say, we'll stay in the center, be peaceful, be loving, and just keep centered. That's good too. But also we need to a little bit shift that balance towards the positive. And I believe that's why we're here. And this is why our new book, Mind Dynamics in Space and Time is so important because it's the real X-Files. It shows what government scientists secretly did in the study of the power of the mind and the reality of the human soul, S-O-U-L, to, shall we say, go to trouble spots in the world by the power of the mind without any technology projecting the power of the soul or the spiritual dimension that scientists have overlooked until recent times. So this is the most exciting part of our work, the proof of the fact that we are multidimensional beings. We're not only in the third dimension, we're also in the fifth. The proof of the fact that the mind is here, but also in space, that is mm -hmm. called locality and non-locality. The proof of the reality that we're all interconnected as humans if we want to be on a higher frequency. And fourth, and most importantly, there is a divine source or a spiritual pulse, a spiritual creativity, some call the divine spark, that make us, shall we say, emissaries of light, teachers of light, facilitators of light, and people of a whole new dimension of human graduation. We're going from humankind, we believe, to space kind. We're going to go to the other planets. We're going to rediscover life in the higher worlds, and we're going to make peace because we have, first of all, the ability to make peace within ourselves and no longer divide ourselves between that part of the brain that is scientific versus that which is spiritual, that part of the mind that is feminine versus that part which is masculine. All these crazy wars by the masculine have to pass. The feminine side of the soul of compassion, love, and creativity has to come to the fore. So we're asking those who see this program to be aware we are representing our organization, the Academy for Future Science. But we all can be part of this, no matter where you are, or what you're doing. Actually, Mind Dynamics was co-written with a very good friend of ours. She was a physicist, actually a nuclear physicist. So it's quite scientific. But what people don't realize is that uh, scientists are starting to understand what is called the quantum field. In fact, shortly we'll have quantum computers, but basically the quantum field says, and they've already done testing on this, that we exist in a field of non-locality, which means what they were doing at Stanford Research Institute in the seventies, for example, that we point out in this book, is that they were sitting in California and they were projecting, well, yes, even to Russia and to Egypt and to Egypt and to different places in the world. And they found out they're not sending the mind there and bringing it back. They were there. They can take their mind being, you know, going beyond the third dimension and being in the fifth to the eighth dimension. She considers eighth dimension, Elizabeth Rosher, to be right there. Now they were using this not only for seeing what was there and drawing pictures, but for uh, remote healing. So you can heal the planet, you can heal others by putting your consciousness there. It's a non 
local awareness. And it's called entanglement as well, because we are entangled with everything on this planet. Let me explain it another way through the use of acupuncture science, where you put a needle into your toe and all of a sudden you cure the headache or the ear problems or eye problems. There's a circuitry within the body that we don't recognize, but acupuncturists or medical doctors do that works with a higher frequency. We call it a microvibratory frequency. Some call it acoustical physics, acoustical science, but essentially everything in the universe is vibration, acoustics, music. And when we can begin to open our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit or as a vehicle of divine vibration, then we can do these marvelous things without having to use so much of technology or even the medical instruments. They become secondary. What becomes primary is the power of the mind, the power of the soul, what is called in the ancient language of scripture, the neshama. Now, the reason I mentioning this, many people of traditional religion are afraid of the power of the soul. They're afraid of the power of miracles. But Marianne Williamson and others like her have said, what a shame it is that people don't realize that they have this tremendous divine spark that they're not using. And we have to come out of our fear, out of our limitations and realize that the real science, future science is on our side. Future science is science guided by consciousness. It's guided by the higher self or the higher soul. Why do you think people fear that? Their training, their orientation is one, simply to discard anything that's too far out that somehow seems over the horizon because they haven't had experiences. This is why the real context story with higher intelligence begins within ourselves to realize the divine aspect of our higher self that we must come into realization of. Right, let me explain a little bit about consciousness. And this is coming out from people like Stuart Hameroff, Roger Penrose. Roger Penrose got the Nobel Prize just recently for science. So the concept of consciousness, most people think it's in the brain. You may even think it's in the soul, but many people are starting to move to say that the whole planet is part of a consciousness field and we're senders and receivers into that field. So we can pick up on other thoughts and we can send other thoughts into that field. Now that field is not just limited to the planet, although most people are just picking up the local thought forms, but it's actually universal. So one can pick up thoughts that are like, again, future thoughts or even understanding from the past. One of the remote viewing situations that Russell Targ and Hal Pudoff did at SRI was a remote viewer was looking at a park in Palo Alto and he saw this water tower. And when they went to see the park because they didn't know where he was thinking, uh, it, one person had already been there but they took a picture, there was no water tower. But then they looked at, at books that went back like 50 years and there was a big water tower there. Now the remote viewer wow. didn't know that, but that's the idea. They also, one of the things that uh, University of Colorado Boulder did is they took 10 people who were non-trained in this and they were looking at the stock market. They took an average of the 10 and they said, is the stock market gonna go up in two or three days or not? And they were 100% correct across the board. This is mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, by the way. Well, actually mostly Russell's uh, work was the price of silver. So people have done this. We don't recommend you doing it for the stock market because <laughs> it's so crazy. But the idea is that you can see things in the future and remote yeah. the future. It's it's because of the consciousness field and the in the field of intelligence that's around us that really right. can help us with past, present, and future. It doesn't go mm -hmm. too far in the future. We I think nine months is probably what I've experienced. Well, let me just move to another chapter. We were 
using the power of soul projection or remote viewing through the higher soul to discover things in Egypt. We were able to discover the tomb of Osiris. Did you guys work with the ARE? In fact, Dr. Jehoda and Dr. Joe Shore were members of the ARE. And they funded the ARE, but they also funded a separate expedition. Which we were part of. Yeah, which we were part of. And And so we used music and remote viewing of the higher power of consciousness to go under the ground, under the sand of Egypt, and find the lost tomb of Osiris. And Zali Hawass, who who took credit for it, uh, was able to do this because we didn't have an archaeological uh, document to give us the ability to dig out the the tomb. We had to go to him, and he said, well, I'll take over the expedition and do the research. We had John Van Auken on not too long ago. He said, next time I'll come on, I'll bring my video and I'll show you some insides of the tombs we were super excited about. But you know, you talk a lot about ancient script and one of the things, the synchronicities that happened to me happened around my last name. It it stuck out to me because as I'm looking at Sophia, her name in I think Greek Hebrew and I saw Vav. V-A-B. And I also saw that in right, Yahweh the, or however the divine you name. Yeah. So I kept saying Vav. Well, my last name is Vavra, V-A-B-R-A. Oh, wow. And so, of course, you know, like my brain filtered out Vav. Then I looked up raw, right? What's raw? Yeah, exactly. I don't know anything about raw. And so then I can like, wait, what's raw? Raw, sun, God, what? So yeah, my last name took me on a, a deep dive in a rabbit hole. But it was all synchronistic with what I was putting together, which made it so divine. It has a certain vibration, I feel, that is so alive. Right. Well, if you go back, biblically, it said we were all one language. So there's certain sound vibrations. Now we talk about five sacred languages, including the Sanskrit, the Egyptian, actually in the keys of Enoch, says the Sanskrit, Egyptian, Hebrew, Chinese, and Tibetan are all sacred languages. That's why we use sacred names from these different languages, because it actually can align you with these higher vibrations, these original codes, which are really what we think is part of even our body vibration. We go back to the fact that the very DNA, a friend of ours said, is part of really a wave of vibration. And he's done a lot of work with this. His name was Peter Barayev. But let me just say a few things about the Vav. So amazing name, really, it is. So the divine name in Hebrew, you've seen it, Y-H-W-H. Dr. Herdak has it on the cover of his book, The Keys of Enoch. And the W is also the V. Actually, we call it the, in Spanish, it's double V. So it's V-A-V. It's the letter Vav. It's the number six, but that's not you know negative. It's not a 666. It's the number of man, but it's the code. If you go six and six, you get the 12. So that's very powerful. Many people realize that 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples. I mean, why were these mathematics even present? So you have the V, V-A-V. It stands in Hebrew for the linkage. It used to be the, the hooks for the temple curtain. So it meant it brought heaven and earth together. It's a kind of a long structure. It's almost straight up and down, not the longest of the letters, but it's connecting heaven and earth. So that's what you're doing. And then the power of Ra, of course, most people do realize the name Ra was the Egyptian God. But also the name of Israel. So when the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were influenced by the Egyptian cosmology. In my opinion, they elevated this into a sense of 
taking this into the public dimension. But it can also be seen like ray, right? The the vibration yeah. of ray. So you're like bringing in the light energy. I, that's an What's the origin of that name? Do you know? My dad's family, both sides were from Czechoslovakia. Uh. My grandfather came from Czechoslovakia also. The name or the Vav letter, of course, is commonly recognized as the sign of V or victory. It's a sign of vibration. What we consider to be the vocal or the vibratory nature of divine language, which all great cultures have, to elevate the normal mind into the higher vibratory creative mind. I can see why you got into your ancestors. You could actually do a mantra, Vavra, Vavra. I know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> My mother's side ended up discovering I was from the Creole people. And so I had been going down those routes and then all of a sudden this Vav shows up. And so now I'm like, interesting. Um, and feel very connected to this Vav. When I asked Bridget about it, I love how she described, she said, you think of the Vav, you have the masculine and the feminine, they come together as the womb and they are the creator together. And Vav means together in creating immunity. And I so connected to that. Very well I said. Well, we work also with the indigenous people of North and South America and Africa and Asia and realize that much of the North American uh, language comes out of Central Asia through the Sino-Tibetan traditions. And so we have counterparts throughout the world to the mother languages. There would be the Sanskrit, there would be the ancient Hebrew, Aramaic. Their Egyptian actually is equally powerful. So as we go back to what the ancient scriptures call the one language, that was dominant, we realized that unfortunately in the movement of civilization, we became highly stratified in scientific language or religious language, which lost the concept of unity. And that is returning to us now through the study of the soul. So we recommend those of you who are listening to this program to acquire a book, The Over Self-Awakening, The Schoolhouse of the Soul, where we take you through the pictures highly illustrated in Technicolor, of how we remove our face masks. This was done before the COVID epidemic. So it's prophetic. This was done 10 years ago, but it illustrates how we must take off the mask over our mouth and learn to sing, to breathe, to vibrate, and to open up what we call the sixth seal or what is called in the Eastern tradition, the chakra that holds our consciousness in balance as we vibrate through the throat, through the mouth and through the energy projection. And I just want to give an example of how sound vibrations are important. Like the Om, most people know about from the Sanskrit. Well, in Hebrew, it's Shalom, which means peace. So the idea is the Om is still there. So you can see how these vibrations come together. In the Over Self Awakening book, we not only do small quotes from the Keys of Enoch, Dr. Hertak's initial book, which where he had his own unique experience in the 1970s, but also we put in sacred names throughout from the various languages and explain them to you so you can use it for a meditation. I just want to say our, our main website is keysofenoch.org and you can find, we have great music actually that's there with chanting and bringing in that vibration because people need it. People are in fear. You need to change that to a higher pistis. We say in higher faith from fear to faith, understanding that we are greater multidimensional beings. This planet is really just a temporary dwelling, but again, 
We're here for a reason. We all have a unique mission. We never tell people what their mission is. We help them try to find their own mission from their own awakening, like you guys are both doing right now. And we work with some of the great musicians and composers of the world who have taken these sacred words that we have rediscovered and they put this to music. Carlos Santana is a great colleague mm -hmm. of ours. Yeah, when he got his award, yeah, I mean, yeah he said the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. It means holy, holy, up. holy. He, he got that from the keys of Enoch. And that really is a blessing. It's holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. It puts that energy out of connecting. And he knew that from the heavens to so the So musicians earth. are rediscovering the grace and the gratitude that we have, that we overlook because we generally are conditioned only to, but our ego as should we say the dominant principle when we change the i to the we and we work of course with all cultures and backgrounds but when we see the greater collective then we begin to vibrate differently we vibrate with we would call the embrace of all humanity and we look at goals and purposes of life that affect the positive side of all humanity this is so important at a time of war and aggression, what we're seeing in East Europe at this time. Again, back in the 1970s and 80s, we were working with three scientific consultants to play President Kennedy, who were interested in the use of the power of the mind and the soul. And we were able to stop war in the Middle East by going into the sign of the battle and change the minds of many of the military people from the negative to the positive. Maybe we can close with a little bit of a visualization and then using some sacred names to go with that, just to show your audience how it can work. Like you said, it's a good way for meditation. It's a good way even before you go to sleep to do uh, some of the sacred names. Or just but you need the music. Energy. This is why I go to our website, keysofenoch.org, where you'll be able to get a wonderful music CD or MP3 entitled Sacred Name, Sacred Codes, a book, I should say, a text from a book in music form that we did with Stephen Halpern. So this is a very positive beginning. Learn the vibrations, use the vibrations, and then let these vibrations take you to other parts of the world where you can assimilate the positive energy and use it properly. Mm. Yeah, it's probably why I started seeing bobs and stuff because I was listening to your music. <laughs> We yeah. have so many unique books and musical texts that people would be interested in. So again, please go to the Academy for Future Science.org if you're interested in our scientific work or if you're interested in our musical spiritual work, keysofenoch.org and begin to immerse yourself in what we've been able to do with the upper 1% of scientists, musicians, thinkers, and artists throughout the world. We are living in a tremendous time that we need positive energy. So yeah. use our words of discussion and soul power to go to the areas of conflict in the world and send life to people who need support, who need help. Will we get help? Because you know, you've seen in the past, you know, during times where we've had nuclear activity or building it back in the 50s, you saw a lot of you know UFO activity. Is that something that we might see right now? Yes, we're going through various cycles of contact experience. And again, we have the opportunity to work with some of the astronauts privately who've been in outer space who've seen the fact that there are our cosmic cultures. We've also worked with indigenous leaders in Brazil and in Mexico who know that the cosmic others, we will call them the uh, nations, the star peoples, are coming back to our planet because we need help. Yeah. And very simply, we have to go into space as future citizens. We are making this leap 
as I said earlier, from humankind to space kind through the power of consciousness, awareness, and expansion. But it has to come through the positive use because if we think negatively, we are simply going back into the old habits that only use a part of our human anatomy, our human emotions, situations that pull us back into the chaos of the uneducated. We have to be able to bring a new a beginning. We call it the education of the soul to the foreground. This is why our book, Over Self Awakening, is so important. But again, I want to emphasize this myriad level. So when you start awakening, because a lot of people listening to this probably are starting to have certain experiences, as I love what you said, is the fact that there's so many layers of this reality. There is the ancestors because they're here trying to help us as well. In near-death experiences, many people uh, actually see their family members on the other side because they're also there watching and helping. Other levels, you know, extraterrestrial, were part of a book called uh, Making Contact with Alan Steinfeld. A bestseller. Uh, we wrote uh, chapter three in this, but there's others. Whitley Strieber, for example, I, actually, he's amazing. You should try to get him on because he had contact with aliens, then his wife died. And then he started having communication with her. And then he started realizing about the power of the Christ and of how Jesus with the shroud of Turin shows that he went from matter into light. So he began to reevaluate the fact that his contact experiences were with the lower extraterrestrials who were doing experiments with his body, which was very painful for him. He began to realize, no, he wanted to work with the higher realms of cosmic intelligence we would call in the, the ancient books, the archangelic or the avatars, the spiritual masters who respect us, who love us, who share with us knowledge that can help us as a unity. So and this is a very important chapter. We're beginning to understand that we are beginning to see that we have a cosmic family that we're connected with on many levels. And really the light body is present in these higher realms and can materialize here in the form of orbs. Not every orb that you see on a camera is a being, but many times they are. And the presence, the energy is really palatable. It changes, it shifts our reality when they manifest. And a lot of people are afraid. So what I would encourage people to realize is these other levels exist and try to reach the highest levels. If you want to use the divine name of what we call Yodhe Bodhi, you want to call for the Christ, you want to use the sacred expressions like uh, Adi Shakti. Because these vibrations protect the soul. These vibrations give us a sense of creation. I call them a cosmic telephone line. So it's very important that as we understand, as we take our baby steps now into a leap of faith, that we have, as it were, real tools of consciousness creativity. This is not a guessing game as it was 50 years ago. We've got really the, the textbook of the X-Files. These younger generations are far less conditioned, so they're really open. You know, Mandy and I both have kids in, our, in their 20s, and it's just like they want to learn. They're like sponges. They're students to the universe rather than to the churches or to history. Um, that's been told. So it's very interesting. It seems like there's like this huge opportunity for evolving for souls, but then you have something like what's going on in Russia and COVID, you know, all of these things. I mean, I can almost see how war has happened because it seemed like the energy of COVID, it's almost like you have stress in your body. It turns into pain. It's like we had stress on the earth and now it's turned into war. 
Is, is that how you guys see this or? Definitely. I mean, we really do live in a world of duality, the yin, the yang, the black, the white, the, all of those situations. But we're we in a new to, age. We're yeah. in the age of synthesis. We would call also the age of the divine or Holy Spirit, where energies are being poured upon the human race from the higher cosmic others. The cosmic intelligence is returning to the scene of the experiment thousands of years ago that was set in motion. We have failed to understand mother nature. Our environmental conditions are very tragic. We must reform this, but this takes time. In order to do this, we have to raise our consciousness. How can we do it? We do it through music, celebration, prayer, meditation, recognizing not simply the soul, but the super soul, not simply the mind, but super learning, not simply the human being, but the collective humanity. And this is the whole idea of what we call the cosmic Christ, recognizing that there is a higher vibratory teaching that's been completely overlooked. And now we're finding the lost manuscripts. Now we have the new science. Now we have the young people who are beginning to work with other dimensions of learning. This is a fantastic time that we're living in. So we can dwell upon the negativity of what's happening in Russia, or we can yeah. change what is happening in the Ukraine. So again, we project our energies to the Ukraine to help people make changes, to give them light for protection and for endurance, just like we did in the Middle East uh, 30, 40 years ago, when we intercepted the terrorists who wanted to blow people up. Mentally, we mentally. We were able to see them by the power of the mind, intercept them and change their habits. So again, the power of miracles means that this is the age of miracles. So we must get off our rear end and become vehicles or pillars of light. And we really need to stop yeah. the reality. We need to find the balance within ourselves, which is what the Buddhists were saying. To, so it's not the extremes any longer. And we can be the force to bring the two together to balance the energies on this planet because otherwise we're always gonna be in this dichotomy. So it's important yeah. that we play an active role. I think that's so, people get fearful. They, they run away. Let me just give you an example. We have an office in Sedona, Arizona, and there was a fire last summer very close and people kept going well should i leave should i leave should i not do you know we said no you know stay do a prayer meditation let's make a difference and this was you know people all over sedona were starting to realize hey we, we're empowered we can make a difference and so there was like a whole weekend where people were doing stuff and within we'll say 48 hours you know the, the fires were going down the rains came back which we hadn't had in a long time the monsoon season which was coming back and everything was mitigated so i mean it's a thing to do we have to be empowering ourselves so we hundreds of people pray oh, and meditate and this is important for everyone to realize the power of prayer and meditation is stronger than any military situation in the world people should no longer be afraid to use the power of the mind the power of consciousness they can make miracles in the 21st yeah. century. And I was going to say, but don't expect the fact that exactly how you want it is always going to take place that way. There is, first of all, we believe, sadly, opposition against that. But still, there's an energy that we're putting out on the planet, which is why we're here now, to put out that energy so that we can help the positive forces, the positive thought forms to make a stronger base here on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. This is wonderful. <laughs> the fact that you are on this uh, radio program and yeah. will go out to thousands of people and yes. they will become awakened with the great work that's available now on our internet sites that connect us with the astronauts, with the leading psychologists, with the leading musicians, with the leading archaeologists, but all of humanity is important. We are beginning to take a, a new chapter seriously that we are here to make change change that affects the raising of consciousness, 
change that will connect us with cosmic civilization, change that will take us beyond the old politics of military excursions, wars, and repression. And change that will connect us with our higher self to give us a greater sense of awareness of who we are in the greater universe. We believe we are multidimensional beings, and we have that ability to be into those cosmic dimensions. And we are multidimensional beings waking up in a vast and awesome universe. And we also say that the Pisces Sophia book is available through our website. This is so important. It represents how the mm -hmm. disciples of Jesus, the male and the female, cooperated together to bring about an understanding that changed the ancient world. And when that change was dogmatized, people lost faith in their higher self, so to speak. Religion became simply in the hands of the female that was excluded or the male that was in power. We have yeah. to bring back the co-creative powers of male and female working together. Well, first, I was just going to say you have me pondering on the fact we might need to change this to sense of super soul. <laughs> I, like I have to know the story of the divine timing of how the two of you met. <laughs> Actually, I met him three months pretty much to the day before he had a unique experience in 1973 on January 2nd and 3rd is when his experience took place where literally a pillar of light appeared in his room and he was taken physically as well as in ultimately in his higher consciousness body to other realms. So this is why we're so steadfast in the fact that these other realities exist because he saw it. And what they showed him there was the higher realms, but they also told him things about the planet, past, present, and future. So he said certain things like our sun is a variable star. I wrote this down. In the 70s. In the and around the year 2000, NASA came out with the same exact words in their news release. Our sun is a variable star. And I wrote that the year 2004, we would see the coming of cosmic intelligence on a worldwide level that would be undeniable. I wrote this in 1973. What happened in 2004, the American Navy took pictures of unidentified spacecraft. Later, it was said in 2017 that these were real extraterrestrial probes. Right. This is called the Nimitz experience. If people want to look at it, uh, Google it. But actually, in addition to that, there were two other experiences in 2004 in Mexico. One was Campeche and the other was Guadalajara. So there was a lot of contact. Verification in of the timeline that I was showing. I don't know if you know this, but there was a preliminary report on what's called uh, it's UFOs, but they're called UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Uh, by the government last year, and it goes back to 2004 for the beginning of their report. And it this went is from the office of the director of national right. intelligence. So it's a whole different topic. We love to talk about extraterrestrials as so well. We oh, we do too. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing with we want to say that we, in our soul state, in our higher consciousness awareness state, can be equal to many of these extraterrestrial beings. We have that potential within us because we feel we are higher beings of energy temporarily physical in this reality, but really our higher consciousness self is equal to these beings. So that's the interesting thing. It's not when the extraterrestrials arrive, it should not be like the Spanish seeing the indigenous people. We right. have to you know, grow up to our true identity, telepathy, teleport, you know, all our abilities. Correct. I've had a couple deaths in my life. And my first one was an outer body experience from an asthma attack. 
The second one was where I was literally in a coma for nine days, two totally separate experiences. One was outer body. One was like, I was completely somewhere else. And then I did a past life regression with Shanna that I experienced lots of light beings around me. So it, three deaths all in a different way. How is it that I experienced such different things? Do you believe based on your research, I was in different dimensions? Yes, actually, of course, dimensions are hard to define. And so many people like Carolyn Corey who's been looking at this and Elizabeth Satori calls it more like a piano keyboard. We're vibrating at one frequency here, but there's other frequencies and we can easily move into those other frequencies. We consider them more scientific because we're Academy for Future Science, other dimensions. It does seem like extraterrestrials are functioning for the most part, even in fifth dimensions and they can come into the third. But that's a term and a title that is a little bit different from the traditional reality. Again, eighth space, eighth dimension, past, present, and future together. We believe there's even 24 dimensions in our reality. But let me just say, we've worked also with Evan Alexander, who you're probably familiar with. If you've yeah, had, any... had him on, he's yes. awesome. And so exactly, he says the, the first reality he went to was kind of a murky situation. This is he had encephalitis where his brain wasn't even functioning and he had a near death experience. And then he went into this realm where he saw wheels, uh, spheres above him. We call those the Ophani. That's actually the Hebrew word for Ophani, which is an angelic presence like the wheels cherubim, within wheels. Our wheels. So it's like the cherubim, the seraphim, the Ophani. And he saw that these wheels on this planetary system, he was functioning on temporarily, we're sending down energy rays of light and love and positive energy. And then he went to the another phase where he was literally in bliss. I mean, it was like everything was beautiful and he was hearing sounds. And one of the reasons he, he married Karen is because she's a sound person and she was able to explain some of this reality yeah. to him. I love her. She's great. But the idea is that, you know, that's what we're talking about. There are so many realms and levels of reality. The astral plane is one, the higher heavens is another. So the technical word for my experience is biolocation. My physical body was taken up in the beam of light. I was taken to a higher dimension. Not an extraterrestrial spacecraft. And my questions were answered as a young professor. I wanted to know, is there a higher divine source? Is there a God, yes. a creation? All of this was validated. Mm -hmm. The cosmic Christ was there. I saw with my own eyes the, the realms of the angelic were there. I saw it with my own eyes. And I was able to bring back a report and I wrote this scientifically, so even the scientists who were skeptical could not dissuade me that I didn't have this experience. To the contrary, the scientists who were doubtful, skeptical, changed their view and came to my side and recognizing, wow, we're just waking up to the power that we're linked. Our human existence is linked to our higher creation. We call the higher evolution. The human evolution is one subset of a much greater realm of creation, a purpose, of intelligence. You know, our human life is very, very short on this planet. Very few people wake up to do something of major consequence. But the fact of the matter is we live in a generation now with all of this new science discovery, young people are catching on. Wait a minute. There is a spiritual side that we've overlooked. And it's not the religious side of doubt, of fear, but it's the spiritual side of awakening, of God's love, and the understanding of the higher gifts of the Holy Spirit that we can use and we can use this by crossing borders in the sense that we are all part of the divine awakening. We are all 
given this divine spark to use if we wish. And we feel really it is a time of great awakening right now. Many people are tapping into their higher yeah. consciousness self. The veils are being lifted. I was going to say, instead of saying super soul, which is still a cool term, I like that. It, you can say soul spirit because we believe that's what's really happening, that our soul is starting to awaken up to our higher spirit. And that's giving us the information base here <laughs> like that. that we need to know what to do. And, you know, it works on every little level. Like during COVID, one could say, well, you know, if you are tuned in, you'll know which gas pump to, you know, to use at the gas station instead of having yeah. a problem. You know, I have to say, it seems like you guys have been really able to get your information out there without like a dark force coming after you. Because as we know, a lot of people that have had extraterrestrial experiences or have actually seen them are kind of pushed under the rug by the government in ways. You have been putting out this information since the seventies. I mean, it wasn't very well received back then. <laughs> Again, I want to simply say that I had good scientific credentials from the University of California, from the University of Minnesota, but still, I was not invited to speak at major forums or conferences in this country because they thought the information was too much over the top. And I, I had real proof. I had real evidence. I began to, of course, be invited by other countries, other universities. Yeah, right in terms of a worldwide uh, mission, I felt really this was a great opportunity to go to parts of the world where people would be more open-minded and receive a higher mm -hmm. blueprint of where we're going as a human species. So again, my wife and I have a lot of endurance. We've been able to work uh, through thick and thin. And even with some of the, shall we say, doubt and negativity people had in the early 70s, people have come back and said, wait, we were wrong, you were right. The time <laughs> sequence, the timeline, the evidences of the power of the mind have been validated, your colleagues, that uh, really were like Einstein put to the side, such as Dr. Andre Puharich and others who I will not mention, but they were very high in military intelligence, have not been validated. They simply were ahead of their time. This is what everybody has to realize. Certain generations are more challenging than others. But again, as yeah. you don't give up, you keep working with the light, you keep your daily meditations and prayers. And again, we appeal to all of you listening to us, send light to Ukraine. Build a wall of light around the military that tries to repress and destroy the freedoms. Or, or wherever it is that's needing your help and attention. It can be on the environment. It can be from earthquakes or volcanoes. It can be from anything. COVID was another aspect. There's many things we believe, sadly, that's going to happen in the next five years on this planet. And we are here to try to help mitigate all those aspects. Neutralize them if we can. Mitigate them minimally okay i would love to have you guys lead something for our listeners that would be very powerful that could give everyone an example of how we can send this energy in distance collectively yes we're going to keep this very general and so we're just going to visualize we can have people if they wish close their eyes we're going to use a few ancient expressions as well from the east to the west and as you close your eyes see before your mind's eye a blue green planet mother earth spinning before your eyes begin to visualize your mind with a dove a white dove over it representing worldwide and spiritual powers of communication and see this dove travel around this blue green planet we call Mother Earth, across the Great Tetons, 
of the mountain states, across the great ocean of the Pacific to the beautiful islands of Hawaii, and then across again the ocean to the islands of Japan, Okinawa, Australia, New Zealand. Then across again the Sea of Japan, the Yellow Sea to China, into the great Himalayas, then across the Gobi Desert, the great deserts of Central Asia, and then coming into the Middle East through Iran, ancient Persia, to the great countries of the Middle East to bring light and knowledge, and then slightly to the north to Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Poland, to bring forth great light from above, rays of light. And this is why in the cover of our book called The Keys, we have a dove returning with rays of light coming down from above. We ask the divine source, the eternal mind, the infinite lover, the divine eternal father, mother, to send forth this great light, this empowerment to people who are questing newness, regeneration, reconnection, and reappearance of light in areas of great change. We ask that this light also cross Europe now, cross Africa and come back to the great North American continent. And as we place a white dove over the entirety of the North American continent, we realize our work here is the age of miracles, to be the dove of peace, to be the dove of vibration, to be the dove of a baptism of light and the resources of renewal and purpose. So let us see the energy of light and let us start to understand the power of the word of light. In the area of Tibet, it was the, actually Poa. And in the area of the Greek ancient ones, it was the Phos. In Hebrew, it's the Uri. And the Uri is a power of energy that rises from the earth to the heavens and from the heavens to the earth. It comes together as we resonate this vibration. Let us just say 12 times, Uri. Uri, 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 Uri. And then it becomes Uri tone. The vibration comes alive. We say Uri tone. 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 Then this vibration becomes Uri. 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 The triple power of body, mind, and spirit. We say a triple use of the expression Uri. 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 And as we become enwrapped with this light, we feel the presence of the divine spirits. Right. And so we go from the seven chakras of our body and we connect the kether, the highest of the seven, to the power of the eighth chakra. Also known as the seventh seal which opens us into other dimensional realms of light. Which opens the mind to the oversoul. And so as the power of the A chakra becomes linked to our physical body, we begin to see pictographs and information about what is taking place on the planet. Also, those who exist in higher realms, the light beings, the power of the infinite splendor, the information of the ancient mysteries become revealed to us. 
And in this, we begin to see myriads of beings of light. Angelic faces of light that are so beautiful. Beyond the extraterrestrial to the ultra-terrestrial, what is called the higher work of the archangelic. And we feel happiness that there are greater minds that give us answers, that give us privileges of new life and purpose. And then we see a beautiful being and we recognize her through the power of Kuan Yin, which is the mother of compassion. She is also known as Maria in the Greek traditions and the Hebrew tradition, Miriam or Sophia. The divine mother becomes aware as we become aware that we are connected with a divine family. And we cannot have a divine family without the divine mother. And so we hear her name and we begin to chant her name, Huan Yin, and her arms reach out to us to help and assist us. Yes, she can assist us individually or collectively. We can also ask her to assist our family or our city, our town, whatever is needed or somewhere on another place on the planet. We ask her out of compassion and love to help mother earth as we call out her name. Quan Yin, 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 Quan Yin. In the indigenous of Latin America, she is the virgin, also known as the mother symbol, Guadalupe. She represents the divine feminine in all of its variations, speaking to the various cultures of the world, but essentially, she is multidimensional, therefore she is able to show herself, just as the master teachers of light are able to show themselves in countless ways. They represent with the keys of Enoch called the cosmic Christ, the coming of the divine family once again into human recognition. And then a final thought is the power of the Ein Sof, which means no thing. It's a Hebrew term, but it also relates to that of the Buddhist cosmology, where all things are interconnected. And we don't take the no thing, the aims off as being nothingness. We take it as being interconnectedness, non-local awareness that everything is one. We are not losing ourselves, however, when we come into that oneness, we are bringing ourselves into the collective whole. And we have developed our soul into an understanding of how we work together. And so we see children throughout the world holding hands and bodies of light. We see men and women holding hands around the world, singing prayer and praises in light. And we invoke the great mantra, Kadoish, 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 Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God of hosts, as we go beyond the lower experimental realms into the higher angelic realms of glory, understanding the cosmic forces understanding the cosmic Christ, understanding the reality of the divine family reaching out to us and making us aware of a great change that is going to happen through a leap of faith, a leap of science, a leap of our human into the I am of the eternal mind. So we would normally say the Kadoish, 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 Adonai Sabaoth, which means Lord of hosts, but we're going to simplify it to just say the Kadoish, 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 which means make the purity manifest. Three times because of body, mind, and spirit converge. And we realize we are Trinity beings in human form. So we say just Kadoish, 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 
Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish. Feel the light around your body. Feel the light around your mind. Feel the light around your spirit. And feel the joy of recognizing the ancient language of the prophets, the language of upliftment and joy of the higher soul, the super soul, comes now into your life, into your love into your awareness. So some people would say that as Kadosh, but we've used a different it's the, vibration. It's the Hebrew Aramaic is the higher expression also of the living soul. Now I like my husband, even though it's early in the morning for our time, to do the Ein Sof Or, which is the infinite, the limitless mind bringing light and let us just vibrate to his resonance for a moment. Ein Sof of unity with brothers and sisters in the east in the west the north and the south we come together and we celebrate to the four great vibrations of the amen let it be let it be let it be let it be to bring about the quickening and the inspiration and the outpouring of the gifts of the divine or holy spirit upon all humanity to take the higher path to understand the higher teaching to understand the resonance and vibration of music that goes with the soul that graduates into the higher or super soul, the life that connects the human evolution with the higher evolution. The book of life is open to a new page and we graduate in happiness and joy knowing that we are part of the eternal soul that does not die, but shall live in the eternity of God's love and mercy. May grace and gratitude be upon us and may the glory of God always shine through us day by day as we go forth to meet the challenges of life by knowing that we are one with the divine that is the divine of all of the great prophets and teachers of glory. As we say, the four amens once again, amen, 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 and amen. I want to say the most important thing is to get beyond the limitation of your five senses as you experience other realities. Your soul is great and is infinite. Be aware of our books, our teaching, our music. We greet you all for listening to this program. We are there as educators, as scientists, as musicians, as spiritual thinkers, all denominations and people of all backgrounds are being awakened to what the ancient scriptures call the gathering of the tribes, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the awakening of a higher mission, and certainly the ability to recharge and reconnect ourselves day by day with the light that is eternal. And we want to thank you both for having us on and keep going with your show. It's great. I'm sure it's reaching out to many people who are awakening at this time. If you want the X-Files, the real X-Story, the real X-Files, get our book through Amazon or through the Academy entitled Mind Dynamics in Space and Time. That's a scientific book or the over-self-awakening. For the spiritual, the over-self-awakening, a guide to the schoolhouse of the soul, highly illustrated in beautiful geometries of technicolor this would be a great starting point oh my god you guys are so freaking amazing did you guys see i thought maybe i levitated <laughs> thank all of you keep up your great work
Um, thank you so much. I mean, the honor is mine. You just gave me such a beautiful experience in that. I felt that I received it. Thank you so much. And we will happily spread your words and what you are doing for humanity. Thank you so much. Thank you. We thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.